Hello and welcome to the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, let's get into the episode. So just a quick health update as I always do. Uh, I am dealing with a lovely eye infection. It's very attractive. Uh, For any Bravo fans out there, I was watching uh, Summer House recently and Kyle, one of the guys on it, developed a sty. It was disgusting. And I was watching it. I'm like, oh, that's so gross. I'm like, I hope that never happens to me. And I'm someone that rubs my eyes a lot. I have huge dogs and I'm constantly shed like crazy. Uh, And I'm constantly getting their fur in my eyeballs. And so I'm always picking it out and trying to get the hair out. And I think I gave myself an infection and exactly what Kyle had. So dealing with a very infected eyeball right now, which is which is really fun. Um, it's very uncomfortable, but I'm sh- I'm hoping it heals soon. Uh, I do have my mom coming into town next week, so I'm I'm actually getting ahead of a podcast. So um, the one that you're going to listen to, uh, this is going to be about two weeks from now, and then I'm going to do a full review on my mom's visit because we're going to an incredible spa which has uh, a lot of wellness activities, a lot of fitness, incredible gourmet. Um, whole foods and just deliciousness everywhere. You can actually eat as much as you want, and but it's all super, super like superfood foods, and I'm just super. I'm very excited. So I'll give a full review on that. Uh, it's called Miraval, the place that we're going to. So I will do a review on that. This week I wanted to talk about a podcast that I love called Food Heaven, and I've done a review of one of their shows in the past. This one caught my eye immediately because the topic was help my doctor keeps telling me to lose weight and so the hosts of this podcast are Jessica Jones and Wendy Lopez they're both registered dietitians and they had a guest by the name of Regan Chastain on and she was just incredible she was very well spoken incredibly intelligent um, and really brought this important issue to the surface And she's a speaker, she's a writer, she's a researcher, she's an athlete, she's a fat activist. Um, And she is someone, she kind of talked about her story and how she got into fat activism. And uh, so she's been an athlete all her life. She's run marathons. She's a ballroom dancer. Um, You can tell just by looking at her Instagram how flexible she is. And apparently she she was ballroom dancing competitively and this judge came up and cornered her and said I can't stand looking at you and which which was honestly shocking to hear and disgusting to hear someone actually say that um so she so Reagan grew up in Texas in I think it was the 80s or 90s I can't remember what she said but it was the 80s or 90s and she had never really thought of fat people as being a demographic that needed activism and needed protection because she's always been an activist she's been an, an activist for the um LGBT Q community, plus community. She's been um, a transgender activist. She's been, um, you know, she supported race, like, you know, race, you know, anti-racism, 
Um, and so she's she supported a lot of a lot of important causes, but never realized that fat people also needed to be protected and stood up for, and they faced a lot of discrimination themselves. And so this was a very enlightening podcast. And you know, for those of you in the audience, for those of us who are privileged and and have never really had to deal with these things, um, you know, it might be completely new and and unheard of for us to hear doctors discriminating against patients like this. But I've I've actually seen it myself. I am privileged. Um, I have a, a body that is societally approved, if you will. Uh, so I have not had these situations happen at a doctor's office. But I will share some stories along this uh, review that I have encountered this and have seen it firsthand. And it's just as disgusting as um, you're going to hear as we review this podcast. So anyway, so... She so so Vanessa started by I'm sorry not Vanessa but um and I actually don't know whether it was Jessica or Wendy because I don't I don't hear enough of these podcasts to understand which one is which uh, when they just hearing their voices yet but um one of either Jessica or uh, Wendy was asking about you know so what is this weight bias from healthcare providers you know you know and they talked about so they're they're both dietitians and so they they do meet with a lot of clients that are overweight and so they hear these stories firsthand and they talked about how some of their clients just don't want to go to the doctors because of this because what happens is their physicians blame everything on their weight, whether they're in pain, whether they have a broken arm, whether they have whatever it is, it's all blamed on their weight. And so, um, you know, what, what Reagan was saying is it's a huge problem. She said, because care, the right kind of care can be delayed. She said, because a fat patient will be given a diet instead of an actual diagnosis. And, you know, that all a lot of health issues are blamed on higher weights, which leads to healthcare inequalities, you know, and it becomes very traumatic for people to want to go in, you know, people that don't want to get on that scale, that don't want to face that type of discrimination. And so um, one of the dietitians uh, asked, how do you find a provider who understands this this issue? And Reagan was talking about, you know, you can ask, you really, it comes down to understanding what questions to ask. You can ask for somebody that is weight neutral, that practices weight neutral care, um, you know, and to put it on the chart that, you know, I want somebody that that practices weight neutral care. And, um, you know, and and so basically, you know, if, if somebody's, for example, going in and complaining of pain and they're like, well, you need to lose weight and then your back pain or whatever type of pain that you're experiencing will get better. And so Reagan will say, well, what do you do with for thin people that have the same type of pain? And that that's got to put it in their faces like, oh, yeah, so thin people also f- experience the same type of pain and clearly I'm discriminating just because this person happens to be in a larger body. Um, And so, you know, some of the questions that she brought up was, you know, what other interventions do you have besides weight loss? You know, is there any other, um, you know, opportunity for me to get relief from this issue besides, you know, what you're saying just to lose weight? What do thin people do? You know, can you document in my chart 
that I asked for this test and you refused. So it's really putting the healthcare provider on the spot and making them take a hard look at themselves. And one of the dietitians was talking about either Jessica or Wendy, she was saying, that can be intimidating, right? That it, it can also be a very um, intimidating experience because doctors, I mean, look, some doctors are amazing and some doctors are know-it-alls. And, um, you know, and she, she asked, you know, for people that might be intimidated by their physician, you know, how do you deal with that? You know, and Reagan was talking about how she is, she's privileged, right? She's white, she's articulate, she's educated, and and in conflict, so in situations where there's a lot of conflict, she gets very calm and very clear. And she said that is, that's a huge benefit just to her because she can handle herself in those situations, but not a lot of people are like that. She said her partner gets very emotional and cloudy. I am the same way. I get heated. My heart starts beating faster. I can feel my blood pressure rising. And I, I also get very, very emotional in, in, in conflict. Now, I am very confrontational, but I tend to get overly emotional in my response, which is why sometimes confrontation doesn't go so well for me. I am working on that. I'm, I'm studying stoicism. I listen to the Ryan Holiday uh, podcast, uh, The Daily Stoic Every Day, trying to get control of my emotions because I, you know, being able to address people calmly, clearly, intelligently is honestly a superpower that I want to own. Um, but she she admits it can be very challenging for some people. You know, she acknowledges that, you know, she's been privileged. She's had good health care. She's had health care that affords her and allows her lots of choices for providers, where if she doesn't like one, she can find another one easily. But not everyone is in that situation. You know, others might have a more difficult time. And so what she preaches is be prepared, you know, be expect discrimination and be prepared to handle it, right? Ask questions. You know, what do you think about weight neutrality? And, you know, she just talked about that a lot of people make assumptions that fat people are eating too much. And when really sometimes it's the exact opposite. And I saw that in the weight loss industry. A lot of my clients that had over 100 pounds to lose did not eat enough, and, um, you know, this is, this is more well known now. There's, um, there's this, uh, fitness, uh, this personal trainer called the flexible dieting coach. And he, I saw him on the skinny confidential podcast and he was talking about how a lot of people face the same issue where he's been able to help people eat more and then start losing weight. Because if your body goes into that starvation mode, it ends up holding on to your weight. So, you know, but what Reagan was talking about is most people will just assume that somebody is just eating and eating too much and eating poorly. And so a lot of just offhand advice will be given without actually asking the, the questions. And, you know, that's what I learned to do in in my weight loss role when, when I was in the, the weight loss industry was just, you know, take me through a typical day. What do you typically eat in, a, in, a, in an entire day? And a lot of these people that I was counseling were busy moms. They had jobs. They were taking care of everybody but themselves, putting themselves last. And, and that's a lot of times, you know, they didn't eat enough during the day. They didn't you know, support their metabolism during the day. And then maybe that did lead to, you know, to quick 
poor choices at night or, um, you know, maybe going for that meal that might not be um, you know, the best choice after not eating all day. And, and that's, you know, again, sometimes not eating enough leads to weight gain for some people. And so she said she once had a doctor say, look, I need you to do something for me. I, I, it's going to be hard, but you can do it. And it is going to change your life. And she's like, great. She's like, well, tell me. I'm, I'm game. And the doctor's like, I just need you to start walking 10 minutes a day. And what this doctor didn't know is that Reagan was literally training for a marathon and the night before she had run 18 miles. So, and, and I'm very aware, having been in the fitness industry, having taken group fitness classes, my ass has gotten kicked by people that were, you know, in larger bodies than me. And, you know, people, people judge. Like I used to work at this, you know, very upscale gym and I was one of the managers and I'll never forget So this girl that worked for me, she was in my sales department, but she also taught group fitness classes. And this was a girl who I want to say she'd probably lost about 80 pounds by by the time. And she was in incredible shape. I mean, this girl was so strong, so flexible, just would run circles around most people in, in a heartbeat. And I remember this woman, this very privileged, you know, bitchy woman came up to me and she's like, you know, I just got to say that that girl teaching my group fitness class, you know, that's just demotivating. You need to put up someone there, put someone up there that's, you know, that, that would motivate us to want to come, to want to look like her. You know, she's clearly overweight. Why are you having somebody that's overweight teaching these group fitness classes? And I'm like, because this girl happened to be in a larger body than, you know, even after losing 80 pounds, she just, she was, her, her body was just a natural, just larger body type. You know, she had strength. She had, you know, she wasn't some skinny waif that, you know, that this woman clearly thought meant health. And that is, that has been disproven through the research. Reagan was very clear in, there's so much research out there that shows that people that are trying to lose weight, you know, have, you know, often fail. And, you know, and, and also have a hard time maintaining, you know, any type of weight loss. So, and I, I think what she's talking about really, because I think there's people that are, you know, like Teddy Mellencamp, for example, gets a lot of blowback for being like the accountability coach and, you know, but she was 200 pounds at one time. She has her, her natural body type is a smaller body type. And so when she put on that 200 pounds after pregnancy, after, you know, eating, you know, overeating and eating to fill a hole, you know, she did put on a lot of weight, but her natural body type was smaller. There's some people that just have a larger body type that's just natural for them. And they're never going to be able to get down to like a Teddy Mellencamp size. It's just, it's just not realistic. It's not feasible. And that, that needs to be socially acceptable. And there needs to be awareness about that because these poor people are torturing themselves. uh, A lot of the times, you know, getting discriminated against by their doctors for their natural healthy body type. And, and that's really where the issue comes in. Um, And so, you know, 
she she talked about more you know the you know Wendy and Jessica were kind of asking you know what are what are some other questions that you ask that that kind of put it back on the healthcare provider and she Reagan said you know one thing that she's done is like oops it looks like you might be practicing stereotypes instead of practicing medicine do you want to ask me some questions to actually understand the situation or do you just want to assume um, you know, and, and that's what she was saying is assumptions are constantly made and it's just a misconception. And that a lot of times if you do put them on the spot, um, you know, they can become more aware of, of what they're doing. And I'm sure some are just old school and they won't learn. And, um, you know, and some do become aware of this, this bias. Uh, and then, you know, and I have... Again, that was the, the the example that I just gave was, you know, one example of a woman that I had, that I'd worked with in the fitness industry. I remember there was a gentleman that I worked with. I think I talked about him once before, but he he was coming into my weight loss program. He was he was, you know, over 300 pounds, but he was also in good shape. I mean, he he would come from the gym just having run miles and and i i actually think he falls into this category too you know his wife was the little thin waif that could eat anything and not gain a pound and he happened to be a a man who and you know look usually men it's the exact opposite but this this was a guy who you know he's like i look at bread and i gain 5 pounds and you know that's just most likely he has a body type where he's just going to be in a larger body and but he it it sounds like he was torturing himself his entire life trying to lose weight when his actual healthy body type was going to be larger and you know i have a, a great family friend who she's you know she's over 6 feet and she you know she's someone who doesn't really eat a lot but she's always been in you know a larger body and has a very 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 slow metabolism and you know she's she, she actually she recently broke her ankle and um she's she's gotten a lot healthier she's cuz she she's also smoking a couple packs of cigarettes a day she was drinking a lot of excuse me sorry about that she was drinking a lot of whiskey at night and you know so she 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 has uh chosen helped you know getting injured like that really changed her life but she's never going to be somebody that's you know 160 pounds she's just not going to be her that's not her journey but for her working out healing from her injury cutting back on drinking cutting you know cutting out the smoking which she's tried to do many years you know she is doing really great things and making great progress for her and her health and it's not about what the scale says it's not about you know trying to be a size two that's just her body type. So so that's, you know, some those are just some of the the stories that I've seen along my journey where I, I do understand some of this. I don't understand it, obviously, to the extent that that Reagan has experienced. And it's 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 awful to hear that that this is what's happening out there. Um, I definitely am aware that doctors have bias. I'm very well aware there's research that has bias. Um, that's unfortunate, an unfortunate part of our, of our culture that we are trying to change. Right. Um, so, so then 
uh, one of the dietitians, either Jessica or Wendy, was talking about, you know, do you do you actually recommend that no one gets weighed in when they go to the doctors? And Reagan was saying that they're actually truthfully are very few times when weigh-ins are medically necessary. You know, maybe we need to move the culture to a different path, you know, where it's not normalized to get on the scale. Like, what actually are you looking for? I mean, I could say, I could see where, you know, a drastic weight loss would be something that you'd want to take note of, right? Because that could be cancer. Um, but just just regular check-ins, regular weigh-ins, it actually really doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, it never comes up really in the topic of discussion unless the, the doctor's trying to blame a health concern on that. Now, again, I I come from a family that my dad's side of the family was was very overweight. And my dad chose you know, very unhealthy foods. That's why he had three massive heart attacks. That's why he had diabetes. That's why he, you know, really suffered at the end of his life. That's one of the reasons I am very passionate about health. My Nana, though, my Nana was a healthy eater. She really was. She didn't, I never saw my Nana really overeat, but she was naturally at a higher weight. And I I just think she had a body type where she she put on weight easily and, you know, she didn't get enough activity to, to burn it off or, and I just think she just naturally had a slower metabolism, but she did eat healthily. I mean, I think in the morning she would have just a piece of toast. Uh, she always had like chicken soup and a salad or, you know, something light for lunch. Uh, she would have, you know, she'd have like a very, like, tiny cocktail. I mean, she was a lightweight. She would have like a gin and tonic during cocktail hour at 4 p.m. But literally she would put like only let us put like a drop of gin in her glass. She just wasn't a drinker. Um, And then, you know, we'd have a big meal, but we'd have salad. We'd have like chicken. We'd have some pasta. We'd have, you know, we'd have a a well-balanced meal where there was a starch, a protein and a salad. And she she didn't overeat. So I think my Nana, you know, and I'm 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 someone that can you know, that can maintain a, a lower weight and and lose weight if I'm working out and eating, you know, whole foods, but I can also gain weight very quickly if I'm, you know, so I, I have both sides of it in my family. Um, and so, but my, but I, I do understand that there are certain body types where regardless of what you eat, even if you're not eating a lot, you are going to have just, you're going to be in a larger body and, um, and it's not going to be easy for for you to lose weight. It's just different metabolisms, different body types that need to be socially acceptable. And and the fact that providers are discriminating against these patients and leaving leading to healthcare inequalities is really detrimental to our society. Um so now this was an interesting question. So now, Jessica and Wendy, one of the dietitians, asked, how do you navigate that? So this is this is really interesting. She said losing weight is going to help X, Y condition, whether it's – so she, she a lot of their clients come in and they say, you know, my doctor is saying that if I lose weight, my sleep apnea will go away. If I lose weight, my joint pain will go away. If I lose weight, my back pain will go away. If I lose weight, my acid reflux will go away. And she's like, how do you teach clients to respond to that? And – you know, what Reagan talked about is she's like, well, it's weight loss isn't magical. 
And the research shows that most people fail and most people gain it back. Um, and that means that it's not going to help those issues. This was the only point that I had a little bit of my own history. Like my dad, if he had just had some balance, like right after his heart attacks, he would go and he would like you know, join a gym for like a day, you know, and I'll never forget like this walk for life or, or some gym and we were walking around the, 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 the track with him and he would just give up very quickly. And, you know, I talked to my sister about this. I'm like, if dad had just had some balance, some activity, some nutritious food in his, in his, in his life, instead of just all the fried food, all the red meat, all the chocolate and sugar, there just, there was absolutely no balance whatsoever. So for him, if he had, if he had lost weight, if he had exercised or incorporated some whole foods into his diet, he actually would have drastically improved his health. He would have lowered his cholesterol. He would have lowered his blood pressure. He might not have had such a such massive heart attacks throughout his life. And so that was the one point I, I, I slightly disagreed with. I mean, I think that what she's talking about is is a different case study where, you know, maybe like for herself, she's very active. You know, she's very like, look at Lizzo, you know, Lizzo works out. She also enjoys her indulgent foods, but she, but she also works out and even just fitness, right? Even if you're going to eat really indulgently, if, at least if you're working out, that, that is balance. That is going to keep you at a level of health than someone who's doing absolutely none of that and also eat, eating indulgently, right? So that this is just the one point, again, where my own personal family history comes into play where I'm like, well, you know, I obviously losing weight can, or, or at least choosing, you know, whole foods or, or some nutritious foods or having more balance will, will improve health. So that's, again, just... And I'm sure if I was here talking to Reagan, she would concede some of those points. But, you know, being she's an activist and she's she's got to be very strong in her points where, you know, that it's not it's a little bit of a different case where somebody does have balance. Somebody is working out. Somebody is eating nutritionally, you know, a lot of the time, but they are still in a larger body and still facing that discrimination. So that was really what she was focused on here. Not every single situation in the world. Um, but you know, I just think that overall, this was a really important message. It's it's important for people to understand this because there just, there just is, there's a lot of discrimination against fat people in our culture and, um, and it needs to change. And so I, I really love this conversation. I love the podcast. I follow Reagan on Instagram. Um, if any of you would like to check her out, um, her Instagram is, I think it's Reagan.Chastain. It's, uh, yeah, Reagan Chastain. It's just Reagan Chastain. <laughs> and, um, and she's also, she's the co-author of Hayes Health Sheets. So just some really interesting stuff that she's doing. 
Um, I recommend that you follow her. Follow me too at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Uh, please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe this podcast. So wherever you listen to podcasts, if you scroll down on, um, you know, after you're done listening to this podcast, just scroll down and leave some stars, leave a comment that really, really helps us podcasters. And so I would greatly appreciate that. I think my next podcast is going to be either a review of Miraval with my mom and all the delicious food that we're eating um, and some of the workouts we do because we're signed up for like a zillion classes. Um, or I might try to get ahead one more and do a DST or a Taylor Strecker. Um, Taylor Strecker was just on um, The Taste of Taylor, which is her free podcast. I actually pay for her Patreon podcast, but she did one where, you know, she was very emotional about um, having gained some weight back after doing the Medifast diet. And now she's trying to, you know, shed again for an upcoming wedding. And it's all just very fascinating content. So I will be doing a podcast review on her as well. So lots and lots of good stuff coming up. Um, So in the meantime, until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.